Cynic Empowerment. Hi, everyone. Welcome. This is our highly anticipated listener response episode. We're going to get to the emails that we've received thus far and respond to them. And then let you know our thoughts and our feels and, uh, you know, our, our ideas on what you had to say and let y'all know uh, how much we appreciate your 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 concerns. And so here we go. This is our first email. It comes from listener Joseph. And it goes as such. Jimmy and Tim, I love listening to how I am ruining America, its society, and functions by existing as a millennial in episode 9. We are constantly lambasted by headline after another for destroying countless sacred pillars of our culture. For real, though, what the hell is marmalade? On a more serious note, I must point out that the beginning of your cast resonated with me the most. You discussed a sense of purpose as a requisite in many millennials uh, deem important for a meaningful workplace. I'm sure everyone can agree that a sense of purpose has a messy definition. However, the following quote seemingly attributed to Abraham Lincoln and this is a quote here, whatever you are, be a good one, describes the traditional views of purpose in labor, and that is self-manifesting. A job was a sense of pride, provided for family's need beyond a paycheck, and and ensured a societal hierarchy. This has changed greatly, as employee benefits are dwindling rapidly, or are gone completely. As such, the relationship between employee and employer has eroded to just a means for room and board. In conclusion, what motivation do I have to find purpose in my job that so benevolently allows me to exist solely to continue serving them? Question mark. So, no need to continue what we've discussed at length already, as this is where I begin my tirade. I believe the problem is that is the lie that we have been sold since the day we've been alive, and that is the glorious American dream. The promise of a white picketed fence, two and a half children, and a dog intoxicated those of the greatest generation whose sole blessing was being physically disconnected from the war-ravaged continents of Europe and Asia. Its intact infrastructure and populace bustled America into a golden metropolis providing for the rest of the world. Their children knew only excess and plenty, and we call them boomers. Free of want, they knew that the gravy train would continue forever and acted frankly. <laughs> this, I, I love it. Yeah. Uh, this left nothing for their children and grandchildren while they continued to sell the idea of achieving your picturesque lifestyle in relative ease. You just needed to work at it, and if you didn't get what you wanted, you didn't try hard enough. The American dream is just that, though, a dream. We are programmed to believe we deserve the world from a very young age. Oh, Bobby did so well in his math test, and we're taking him out for ice cream tonight. It's ingrained in us. It's a part of us. And the same culture and thinking that gets millennials labeled as snowflakes, a term I am starting to own, We demand better conditions because, gosh darn, we deserve them. And in turn, we are chided for falling short of the same excess afforded to our grandparents as our own laziness when they just don't get it. It could be more like Mick if we were born into the conspicuous consumerism of our own culture. We could work 20 hours per week to live modestly and spend the rest of our free time to peruse the pastimes that make us happiest. But that's only my two cents. Regards. 
I, it's so good. We should get Joseph on as a writer for a show because this is more <laughs> eloquently put than anything we've said in any episode. Absolutely. 100%. Not, this is this is brilliant. This is good stuff. And it's also more research than any of our episodes because I don't know if you could see this, Tim, but there's hyperlinks in yes. the email. And each of those hyperlinks yeah. like proves his point that he's making. Mm-hmm. Like in that uh, in, in that single email, there are six hyperlinks. Just in case you don't believe it, uh, people listening, what Joseph said here, he has facts here to back it up that I'll, I'll put in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and these are hilarious. Like the uh, what the hell is marmalade hyperlink? Yeah, uh, that, that is a, a list of all the things that millennials are ruining. Yeah, uh, at the official uh, the official ranking as according to College Humor, it's pretty great. It's, uh, it's so marmalade in particular, uh, is, uh, I guess it's like, uh, a congealed pectin that has bits of fruit peel in it. It's, I mean, it's okay. It's like yeah. a, a less sweet version of jelly that seems to hold its form a little bit better. Yeah. It's not the best. And you know, like. Fuck it. Like, millennials can ruin that. I think that that's one of those things that maybe needs to be pushed to the wayside a little bit. I say survival of the fittest. If something <laughs> if something goes away, it's probably for good reason. Like, there's plenty of, you know, different animals with features that just didn't hold up to par to their counterparts and no longer exist. So, yeah. So, who gives a shit? Like, culture is this constantly evolving undulating mass of beliefs and ideologies and preferences and tradition. You know, if, if something falls by the wayside, it's because enough people or, you know, enough people who are important enough to hold that ideology pushed it out. Right. There's nothing inherently wrong with that. Especially if it's an entire generation that's doing it. For example, millennials. Hey, millennials. millennials. Yes. Yeah, totally fine. Totally fine with that. Uh, Abraham Lincoln has many quotes. Right. Uh, I, I like that he was like seemingly attributed to Abraham Lincoln. It's like, yeah, because millennials are always skeptical. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we, we know that it is incredibly easy to take some watermarked image of oh my God. a skeptical individual and just write words on it. <laughs> that's so true. Oh, yeah. Geez. Like if you, yeah, there's so much on Facebook where people will just—it's basically meme warfare with like it's just like a picture of someone and then some words and then a quote. But like, there's no you know hyperlink there telling you where this information came from, whether or not it's true. And then you just have people like tearing each other apart on the internet because of some seemingly quote that came from who knows who. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. I don't know. I wish yeah. I wish everyone would just stop it. Yeah, quotes are cool and all, but you know, just take them with a grain of salt. Yeah. And whenever you do uh, dish out a quote, just say uh, the quote uh, seemingly attributed to so and so. Exactly. Just like uh, Joseph did here. Great job. Good, good guy, Joseph. I love it. Good guy, Joseph. Yeah, it, it, that a uh, little bit of doubt is present in all of us cynics. He's well, definitely cut from the same cloth. Exactly. I, I also like the uh, the American dream part of like the 2.5 children, since that's like the statistic of like the average number of 
children Americans have. So if you wanted to be like a true statistic, you would have to have exactly 2.5 children, which I think is yeah, funny. Bobby, who is referenced later, is actually a half a child, which is why they decided to take him out for ice cream. Exactly. Which if you listen to our previous episode, you will know <laughs> right. that might be the silver lining that he finds, late, finds later on. But that half a child could easily turn into a whole child if you're not careful. You know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. Because it'd be fat. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, the greatest generation. Man, what a pretentious self-aggrandizing label. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, I here. I think you have to capitalize it, right? I th- I think yeah, I think it's a proper noun. Um, disgusting. It disgusting. yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> it is pretty self-aggrandizing. I don't. But know. if you're gonna rant, that's the way to do it. Like that was fantastic. Yeah, no, that was that was good. That uh, it got at the uh, the heart and soul of what our millennial episode was about. Mm-hmm. Uh, about you know one generation being criticized for a process that's been happening over the course of you know a hundred years it's not like <laughs> like millennials have only really been in the working you know establishment for you know 10 you know 20 years max and yep. so like we haven't been working actors for long enough to really have you know what i mean like we are yeah. we we can't be blamed for the whole poodle or whatever the saying is <laughs> i think that was uh abraham lincoln that Ab- uh yeah. that quote is seemingly attributed to <laughs> right it was, it was in reference to the civil war that abraham lincoln couldn't be blamed for the whole poodle that was the civil war i think it's the <laughs> the whole poodle is not my fault I'm sticking <laughs> but yeah i don't know but no this is this is beautiful work of uh this is good this is good if if we had an office where we had things framed on the wall i would i would frame this email and put it on the wall to to remind me of yeah. of uh why we do this podcast this, this is good or or at the very least like some snippets like if you didn't get what you wanted you didn't try hard enough <laughs> oh yeah just <laughs> if i'm ever feeling bad about my life <laughs> God damn it. oh yeah, uh, the American dream. Yeah, it's a way to get millennials to work harder for things that they'll never have or things that they don't need to impress people they don't right. like. Ugh. And, I, and I love how he, he brings up um, Mick again, which Mick was the uh, guy that I worked with in the theater who yep. refused to work more than 20 hours a week. And quote from him is that he just didn't want to have to work hard. He wanted to spend his life doing things he actually enjoyed. So he just lived a very minimalist lifestyle using public transit, just renting a room in someone else's house and, you know, doing the things he loved, which was reading fantasy books and uh, doing community theater. So, you know, maybe if we didn't want for more, we could all be a little bit more like Mick. Yeah. I I think that's a, that's a great thing to bring up. And maybe it's just like, he is working very hard and he is being exactly, he is exhibiting what uh, a, a person in his situation must do in order to get what he wants. Yeah. So I think the Abraham Lincoln quote still stands for people like that. Like 
And, and, and so does the, if you didn't get what you want, you didn't try hard enough. Maybe you just need to try hard in a very particular type of way and not necessarily just like throw your time and labor at these, you know, these ridiculous exploits. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's great. Yeah. Th thank you so much, Joseph. Fantastic email. I uh, look forward to hearing more from you uh, soon. I hope. Yeah. I'm going to, I double all that. Mm -hmm. All right. So, our next response comes from a listener named Sarah. This one isn't quite as long. Do you want to take this one away, Tim, or should I? Uh, you go ahead. I uh, It's on the Facebook page, right? Yeah, it's on Facebook. We got a Facebook message, which, for all those listening, you can email us, and you can also message us on Facebook. So, dealer's choice. All right, oh, so, yeah. so here we go. So this is from Sarah. Um I'm going to message you random thoughts as I listen to your podcast because I have to put my two cents in there. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, dad bods. I think the appeal of the dad bod stems from the idea of comfort. Not only does he have a comfortable life, but he is comfortable with himself. He isn't at the gym all the time. He isn't so wrapped up in his looks. It gives uh, the appearance of a sense of humor i.e. Chris Pratt, pre-Guardians of the Galaxy, or Vince Vaughn, etc. It's the kind of body where you could cuddle up on the couch and eat pizza. At least, that is my thought behind it. And then, the next part is crush videos. You're right! There is a faucet of <laughs> pornography called crush videos, where women in stilettos step on small animals. I wrote a paper about it in high school. Yay, Catholic school. But... I don't know why I remember that. And also here, most fun way to kill someone to get the most screams is uh, the brazen bull. Google it. Fun times, lol. So here we got a bunch of responses from, I think this was the uh, uh, male body image episode. I'm pretty sure where we discussed crush videos and dad bods, if I remember correctly. And since Tim and I are not women, we and we're also not gay, we don't have a lot of strong opinions on dad bods but i i thank you sarah for giving us your your insight uh as someone that might have more knowledge on it and so i guess that makes sense right the dad bod is the the kind of guy that you know probably isn't as um i don't know conceited maybe in, in the way they look as although we did talk in the you know the uh the male body image episode just because you're a big buff person doesn't mean you have a strong sense of self so, uh, but at the same time, you know, maybe dad bod lends himself to more of you. just like, mm -hmm. Hey, I'm here. What's up? I'm just living my life. Crush videos. Oh my gosh. Uh, I might have to go check some of those out actually. No, why? I don't know. I, I, uh, I feel like I need to put myself in that situation. Why? Why do you do this to yourself, Tim? <sighs> I don't know, man. It's like what, what you... I did with the, the capital punishment. Episode. Exactly. You didn't have to do that. But I know now, you know? I know. Just because something exists out there doesn't mean you have to experience it, Tim. Well, maybe I need to experience dad bods. You know, that's, that's fun. <laughs> I'm, like... I'm comfortable. <laughs> I, I, could, I could cuddle up on the couch and eat pizza. Oh my god, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I want that life. <laughs> you can, Tim. You can cuddle up on the couch and eat pizza, and you can be a buff nerd. It's it's not, you know, it's not winner take all. It's not one or the other. Can I take part in crush videos? Is that okay? God, no. Please, God. I can't do that. Jesus. <laughs> That's not allowed. No. <laughs> Love of God. Um... And the most fun way to kill someone is to get the most screams uh, via the Brazen Bull. Yes, I love it. Uh, the Brazen Bull is also one of my favorite torture techniques there, Sarah. Why do, you, why do you have a favorite torture technique? Like, who needs that? It's just imaginative, Jimmy. But, like, but like, why? Like, why? Like, it's like a list of favorite things. This is my favorite pizza. This is my favorite cake. This is my favorite torture device. Like, <laughs> Jesus, fuck. The only one that isn't a food. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much uh, it's a necessary component to anyone's life. What's your favorite torture technique, Jimmy? I don't have one. Don't have what? So like, if you had a mortal enemy that you had to torture, Ooh. you don't have like a go-to. You just gonna do like jumper cables on the nipples kind of thing? <laughs> what the fuck? Come on, you gotta, <laughs> gotta think about it. You know. I don't. I, I fortunately don't have like enough people that I hate enough to sit around and think about how I'd torture them. Like, I mean, I guess if I was like going to go like the most like evil route possible, I think I'd go like the honey and like the fire ant route. You know what I mean? Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. You cruel bastard. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I I know. That's pretty. Do they get stuck in the honey? That's a good question. You would think they would, but I don't know. Or they know. just like nibble on the honey until they're like, there's no honey there. I guess I'm going to bite the shit out of whatever else is underneath that honey. <laughs> or, or rats. I feel like rats would be equally disturbing. Like, oh, yeah. Because rats. rats will like eat right through you. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. They're not just going to nibble the honey. They'll, they'll go for the whole mm-hmm. whole thing. Eat your face off. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, so brazen bull. Uh, and it is a fun time. Thanks, Sarah. Uh, Sarah actually Sarah. sent us another. Uh, let's see. Oh, was there another one? Yeah, yeah. Sarah is – she is on it. Let's see here. Um, ah, something to feel sad about. It, these are great. We, we just need to have uh, Sarah as a consigliere and have her give us occasional things to feel sad about. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, how expensive it is to travel outside the U.S. In buying flights back home, a one-way ticket from uh, – I assume that this is pronounced fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Just so everyone's clear, it's P-H-U-K-E-T. I don't – phonetically, that's fuck it. There's no other way to pronounce that. From fuck it to Cincinnati was $1,300, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but stopping in Singapore, Berlin, Dublin, Edinburgh, London, and fucking, also a difficult word, Reykjavik. Yeah. Reykjavik, Iceland, was cheaper. The flight from Berlin to Dublin was like 26 bucks. Damn. That's nothing. Once spent $75 on the cheapest ticket I could find from LA to Denver. It's unnecessary, and America should feel bad about it. I'm going to broke when I... I'm, I'm going to break when I get home because it's simply blah, blah, blah. It's hard to read <laughs> when I get home because it's impossible to leave the U.S. on a budget and keep both your kidneys. Maybe I'm just unlucky with flights and maybe it's so easy to get around everywhere else it seems. And that makes me sad. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like speak. So I think this goes well coinciding from millennial episode talking about like 
working your life away, trying to get enough money to do the things you want. And I feel like when it boils down to it of like, okay, should I take this $1,300 and put it away in like a safe fund to like save for a rainy day in case like my employment goes away or in case, you know, some emergency happens where I have to get work on my car or am I allowed to, you know, experience my youth and like travel and spend this $1,300 getting a once in a life experience going somewhere while I'm young and able to enjoy it. It's just really hard to make those decisions when you're living paycheck to paycheck, you know? You gotta, you gotta wait, you gotta save up for that knee replacement. And then once you get your knee replacement, if you have enough money left over after that expense, that's when you can go travel. Right, when you're older and yeah. you, you can't do as much adventurous things. and That's right. Yeah. Maybe it's better that way because you don't want these people going out and experiencing all that life has to offer because then they get ideas. Right, <laughs> funny ideas. Yeah. You don't want them to have ideas. You want them to buckle down and work hard, blow their knees out, so eventually they have to pay for those blown out knees. and yada Damn it. It's all just a cycle. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, there's been times where I've wanted to, you know, travel. I mean, I've got like a, a really long list of places I, I want to go and experience. Yeah. But whenever, you know, it comes a time where, you know, I, I have enough paid time off from work and uh, also the funds available to me to do it, it's always just like like a knee-jerk reaction of like, I don't know, do I, do I really want to, you know, spend like well over a thousand dollars because this is just a plane ticket this doesn't in include all the other amenities that you need like while you're there so i don't know uh, i don't know man jesus do you have anywhere that you really want to travel to well i mean for 26 bucks i'd go where oh yeah right the berlin to dublin park yeah that's insane i don't even understand how that could only be 26 dollars yeah, that's fantastic. Like I, like I just bought a plane ticket to to DC to, to visit my my boy Tim here, Woo -woo! and like it was, I spent like round trip I think like two hundred and fifty five dollars, and I think like Worth fifty dollars of that was fees. Like yeah. so, the twenty six dollars for the Berlin to Dublin, if that was like here in the U S, that would just be in fees cost. Yeah, the fees get more ridiculous as they go because you automatically, you know, assume that you're going to be able to like take bags with you when you're traveling mm -hmm. somewhere. So they're like, okay, well here's a here's a twenty five dollar carry on charge, and then you're going to have yeah. like a twenty five dollar uh you know check bag fee. Yeah. And then when you actually get to the gate, they're like, oh, well, because you got your tickets at the gate, that's a $50 convenience fee. You're like, what the fuck is a convenience fee? <laughs> yeah. It's, that's how people do things these days. <laughs> Not very fucking convenient for me. Yeah. That's yeah, like everywhere. Like, here's an extra way to charge you. Speaking of convenience fees and bullshit, I got pulled over because I didn't have my safety inspection done in time. Mm -hmm. So a, a chip pulled me over. And uh, he like whips out his little book and he's like, here you go, there's a ticket for you. And I'm like, God damn it, why are you giving me a ticket? It's $100, but if I pay it online, then it's an extra like $10 for a convenience what the fee. Fuck. Yeah, they're just like, here's an extra $10 for your convenience. Like, I'm paying something that I'm forced to pay because you have authority over me. It's bullshit. Why? Oh, my vehicle's fine. Guy was gunning for me. Like he like went and swerved ahead of me so he could look at my front windshield, and then he like loaded back and, oh and threw his God. lights on. And I'm like, man, this guy's a fucking asshole. Do you have a Kentucky plate on your car still? 
No, and okay. I have Virginia plates. I didn't have my front gotcha. plate on, which is required in Virginia. Uh, yeah. and he's like, I could have cited you for that too. And I'm like, man, you're such a nice guy. <laughs> oh, you're so nice. Oh, yeah. thank you, thank you for my ticket. Yeah, I I will I will worship your feet now for not giving me a license plate yeah. ticket as well. Like, what you're the fuck? Like, oh my god! You know, like, I guess the police department is is in you know, hurting a little bit for cash. So, you know, they're, they're pumping these unsuspecting victims on the street. They knew I couldn't protect myself. They knew I was in a rush. Mm. <sighs> Bastards. Damn it. I just need to fly everywhere. And if I was in Europe, I could do it for like 25 bucks. <laughs> for 25 bucks. Yeah. No, yeah. That, that's insane. I don't, even, I don't even know how they afford to do it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how anybody affords to go to fuck it. <laughs> that seems really expensive. <laughs> I might as well just like uh, I can't make that joke. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's self-explanatory. I'll just say (laughs) we we get where you're going. Um, Yeah. Uh, For me, I really want to visit New Zealand someday because I'm a huge Lord of the Rings nerd, and they did a lot of the filming out there. I want to visit Hobbiton and stuff like that. But I'm but it's equally expensive to try to go to New Zealand because it's like literally opposite of the U.S. in distance. So one day. Well, you could just like. We could go there and never return. It sounds like a pretty good spot to go. Yeah, that's true. Um, I actually had a couple of coworkers that moved to New Zealand uh, right after Trump got elected. <laughs> How are they doing? Yeah, I, re- I really re- I respect their steely resolve. Because as soon as that happened, they're like, hmm, I'm going to move outside the United States. I was like, are you really? Like a lot of people are kind of joking about that. And sure yeah. enough, like two weeks later, they had all their shit in line. And they were like, yeah, I'm putting in my two weeks. We're going to New Zealand. Like, what? That's, that's so principled. Like, do you keep yeah. in contact with these people? Yeah. Well, I, I last I talked to them was like a couple months ago. But, uh, yeah, they they got married and they're having a great old time. Like, it's like, just, uh, So, they're, like, they're, like, well off? Like, they have a good standard of living and everything? Seems that way. Yeah. Nice. And that's good. They didn't seem dissatisfied. I uh, was talking with some Aussies that were in our office, and they were saying it's really expensive over there. Uh, but apparently New Zealand's cheaper than Australia, they were saying somehow. I don't know how that works, but yeah. I don't know. Okay. Other fun fact is uh, there's more sheep than people in New Zealand. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about sheep. I, I really like wool. That's nice. And I like eating sheep, specifically like the younger ones. God damn it. <laughs> but that's about it. That's about the extent. <laughs> I don't know about their temperament. I know they have weird eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. the eyes are freaky. They got weird, dumb eyes. Yeah. Yeah, it's those, true. They're sheep. That's why you have shepherds, because they'll just, like, walk off a cliff. <laughs> sheep are dumb. They're so dumb. Maybe we don't have to feel bad about eating them, then, because they're so dumb. Yeah, I mean, they, they go through their entire lives just in this... this haze of euphoria right <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm a sheep i love life <laughs> something like that <laughs> mm. well tim you have anything else to add from our from our listeners um let's see well we we had a couple of folks that um uh that sent us in some some words of uh encouragement so oh yeah yeah uh so Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, and uh, I, I know that we spent the majority of the time talking uh, 
uh, towards the individuals that left us um, comments that dealt with things to be sad about or whatnot. But I don't downplay at all. Like encouragement, especially to people who are uh, self-regarding as cynics. Very much appreciate positive encouragement. <laughs> yeah, we need that. While Tim and I dwell in our, our gloomy days, we we need love just like everyone else. <laughs> love. So, we uh yeah th- yeah thank you thank you everyone. I've had a lot of nice people uh, reach out to me uh, not only uh, online but also in person. So uh, some Stuart. of those names, uh, Stuart, yeah, Stuart, Stuart in particular, it left um, a, a glowing message, which was yeah. very um, nice. <laughs> uh, I had a guy named Ethan reach out to me, say some really nice stuff. Uh, and you know Joseph and Sarah both had nice things to say as well as long yeah. along with uh, Ryan and there's a whole bunch more that um, sure we're just not thinking about the top of our heads but thank thank you to everyone that's uh, reach out to us giving us positive messages uh, if it wasn't for you guys the listeners we might still be doing this <laughs> I'm not sure but uh, you guys definitely encourage us and keep us motivated to keep going so thank you all so very much absolutely absolutely thank you thank you thank you uh but that's that's all i got uh, yeah yeah so thank you uh you are the reason that we can keep our heads up yes so please give us uh give us more feedback in the future yes uh, and if we have just as many great comments as we were able to collect for this uh little mini sode uh, yep. then we'll do another one of these soon yeah, it's definitely. And if you um, uh, were listening to this episode and are like, I have something to say, you can do that by emailing us at cynicempowerment at gmail.com, as well as hopping onto our Facebook page, which is just Cynic Empowerment. Uh, same name as the show. Look us up there. You can send us a message, and we would love to hear your responses and uh, be able to get back to you in an episode at a later date. So. Yep, 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 yep. All right. Well, everybody... We'll catch y'all next time. Catch you next time. Yep. Bye. Bye.